Welcome to another episode, or I should say, this is the first episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby. Uh, My previous title, Elliot told me it was too long, so I condensed it and, uh, what'd you say? It's getting too loud. It's getting too loud. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, so, Elliot, you made me forget what I was going to say, son. Uh, what was I talking about? Last title was too long. Oh, yeah. So, Elliot said the last title was too long. And so, I condensed it to Confessions with Dr. Mose because uh, these conversations are basically what they are. These are my confessions or they're going to be my guest confessions. So, when I decided to start um, my podcast again, I decided that I would do a segment and um, my segment, of course, is on my most featured guest, my son. This is his senior year in high school. Go Patriots. Um, and we are going to have discussions about um, going into young adulthood. You know, Elliot is 17 years old. And he has one more year in high school, and he's already taken the ACT. Um, He did exceptionally well. He took it two times. I'm not going to tell you how many times I took that damn test. But um, grades are stellar. He's on the uh, teen advisory board for the uh, Museum of Fine Arts. It's just, you know, phenomenal. he's, He's doing all great things when it comes to academics on the varsity debate team but you can have all of that but if you do not know how to survive if you do not know how to utilize plan b as well as plan c in addition to a then none of that really means anything and so i went into the world and in that fashion, you know, I had survival skills and I also had intelligence. And I think the two of them are what have made me who I am. So I decided to name this segment, EJ, get your shit together. You're almost 18. So with that being said, this will be part one. And, uh, EJ, Hmm. are you excited about being a senior? I don't really know. You don't really know? No, not really, to be honest with you. Like, okay, yeah, I'm a senior now, and with that comes new territory. New territory might be nice to explore, but at the same time, there's also responsibility in, like, growing up and stuff. So it's like, so it's you, like I'm in limbo. You're in limbo. You so you're in limbo about growing up. So it feels like what your entire academic career has just like pew, flown by. I guess so in a way, because it's weird. Like I try to take it day by day, and that kind of keeps it from feeling all run together, but. I don't know. At the same time, it does feel like it's kind of flown by. Yeah, because, I mean, 
<clears throat> as your mom, I'm sitting here thinking about when you uh, when you started the pre-K program and you were four. And uh, he told me that uh, I had to come and have lunch with you until you met a friend. And then you told me the same thing when you went to kindergarten. And so I was able to work around my schedule and come to lunch with you until you you had a friend. Do you uh do you remember kindergarten when you told me that? I could imagine it. I don't remember exactly when I told you. Yeah. And uh, back then, you know, it was really hard because Elliot had a stroke when he was three. Uh, actually in March of that year, and then he turned four uh, May of that year, and um, he went to this pre-K program that fall. And so uh, one of the uh, precautionary measures for children who have sickle cell is te- are, are temperatures. So you don't want children to go out or to be in temperatures less than 45 degrees um, Fahrenheit or more than 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And so uh, this is Arkansas. It is hot, you know, and it's it's hot for all of the summer and some into, ooh, sometimes October and even November, it can still be very warm. And so uh, he wasn't able to go outside. And I, you know, I bought different type of types of devices to try to occupy his mind because he would have to stay in the nursing in the nurse's office and um, he didn't like it. You know, and the children were mean and they said he had a uh, sun disease. You remember that? <laughs> said you couldn't go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you looking like you're thinking about that. So what do you have to say about that time in your life? I guess it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> like it happened. Because in the moment, I, I mean, never really felt like I was normal, I guess. Because I remember there was that time, you remember the little news people came to the house? And you had the oh, lunch. yeah. I just forgot. I mean, I just forgot. I, for- <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Uh, actually, um... <coughs> Her name is Jeanette Reyes. Um, she was much younger at the time, and she was covering a story on a child who had sickle cell disease. Yeah. What else were you going to say? Uh, but, yeah, when they came, there was a point. I don't really know what the question was that sparked the answer, but I was basically like, I don't know. I didn't feel like I had a normal life at the time. Like, yeah, there was obviously enjoyed things and I obviously had friends or made the most out of whatever the situation was. But in the back of my head, it was like, huh, I didn't feel normal because of it. And so as time goes on, well, and so as time like went on, I guess I started to appreciate it a little bit more. Because, yeah, it happens at the end of the day, and it's not like I I could really get it away. Sure, if I 
really wanted to, but it's not like it's that severe. And we never had problems to just get rid of sickle cell. So it's like. What do you mean get rid of sickle cell? What are you talking about? Like, because, you know, they got the little stem cell transplant. Oh, yeah. Well, I, not, that doesn't. I, don't, I won't yeah. say it gets rid of it, but, you know. The, I was hearing it's the closest thing they know to like a cure. A it. cure for yeah. it, yes. But we won't talk about that on, on this episode. That, But that is a great episode. I mean, that is a great topic for a, uh, a later episode because um, we're at a crossroad with Elliot. Elliot has been on protocol since he was three and he'll be 18 next year. And a lot of where he goes to school plays a huge role in his medical care. And um, Elliot has thrived, you know, if you did not know that he has sickle cell, if you did not know that he has had open heart surgery, and a shit ton of other surgeries throughout the years, you can't tell from looking at him. And so next year, if Elliot decides to go to college out of the state of Arkansas, then um, a huge um, process is going to be medical care and we will rely heavily on the medical staff at Arkansas Children's Hospital to help us with that. If he stays in state, then he would be able to continue um, on protocol at Arkansas Children's Hospital. And I would be willing to make the sacrifice to stay an additional four to five years until my son uh, not only felt comfortable leaving the state with his medical care um, or understanding his medical care as well as being a young man equipped and ready to truly go into the world. There we go. There we go. What are you talking about? Were you even listening to what I was saying? I was. Okay. What do you have to say about it? I mean, you were just describing the journey with my late medical expenses and stuff like that. I didn't know that was... I don't know. I didn't say anything about medical expenses. You talked about my, like, medical journey and, like, all the things that I've had to do. And, like, looking at me, you wouldn't tell that I've had a lot of surgeries or whatever. Yeah, not... Well, I guess expenses to your body, but I was not talking about expenses as far as money is concerned. Anyway, uh, what is your biggest fear about... Life after high school. Mm. What if I fuck up? What if you what? What if I fuck up? You're gonna fuck up. <laughs> That's inevitable. Like, fucking up is, and there are layers, trust and believe, there are layers to fucking up. But And I guess that's like what I mean, because yeah, you gonna fall on your face or whatever throughout life. I guess like when I say, what if I fuck up, it's just like, if it all just goes down. Shit is no, going to. No, like, and I, I don't know. I guess I just mean, like, what if this foundation that I've had has been laid by you, primarily you, and then a lot of other role models and people along the way? Yeah. What if that foundation that's built up crumbles after high school and I, I don't know, I hit, I don't know, I 
Okay, I think I get where you're going. But here's the thing. The sooner you realize two things. That you're going to fuck up and that the world doesn't give a fuck about you, the better off you're going to be. The sooner you realize that you're going to hit rock bottom at some point in your life. Your rock bottom does not necessarily mean that it's going to be the same for someone else. So you talk about this foundation that has been built for you and what happens if you fall on your face and it crumbles. All right. That very well may happen. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to happen. But you said an operative word, foundation. Okay. So if you know how sturdy that foundation is, and you're 17 years old, so you've seen, unbeknownst to you, you've seen that foundation be built multiple times. So if yours crumbles and you have to rebuild, you'll think back on those moments over the 17 years and say, oh, okay, I might need to do this. And then you may figure out, okay, I didn't understand why mom was doing this, but I can put a little spin on it and then that'll go in that place. Remember when you told me, you said, Mom, you know why you're so good at your job? And I said, well, no, why? And you said, because you are an operations manager at home. You are responsible for managing so many different things. And the different things, you know, that equates to the different people that you have on your staff. And that makes perfect sense. So the point of it is you're going to fall on your face. Okay. Truth of the matter is, EJ, you could walk across the stage graduation day and I have a massive heart attack. I'm not putting that in the atmosphere, but that's reality. It happens. And if it is not time for your energy to leave this body, then don't interrupt the process. Think back to the times that we we did different things, the memories. You'll forever have access to my podcast, so you'll forever hear my voice. You have this beautiful painting that you created that we decided to call it Mother Earth because the two things that you value the most, Earth and your mother, and that's beyond beautiful to me. So you, you will have so many things that generations before could have only imagined would exist now. You'll have videos of me. You'll have recordings of me. You'll have pictures of me. You'll have monuments of me. So, (laughs) that was deep. Did you follow? Mm -hmm. You did? Okay. So, you understand you're going to fuck up, right? All right. So, what what is your biggest fear for me? 
when it relates to me, what what is your biggest fear when you graduate and go off to college? What you mean, just in general? Yeah. Um, I don't really just. I mean, if I have one, I don't really just f- focus and dwell on it like that. I mean, I guess there's one, but I wouldn't really call it a fear, just an acknowledgement. It's like, not really to deal with, with the, I don't know. I guess, like, it's not really a fear, but I know that eventually you're going to die. Like, after I leave high school, they, like, hope not, or maybe even before I graduate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can acknowledge that, and I can acknowledge that we all here on borrowed time, but it's just specifically the fact that my mom won't be here. And like, what that means in terms of this ramifications, at least on this little plane of existence, I don't feel ready to deal with them just yet. That's real. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about (laughs) One of our favorite pastimes. I'm gonna see if you can, if you know the what I'm talking about. It takes a strong man. <laughs> <laughs> a strong man stands up for himself. Right. A stronger man stands up for us. <laughs> ah, da 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 da. Oh, uh, dude! I got an R. Righteous. So, we're quoting from one of our favorite pastime movies, and it is none other than Barnyard. And um, one of the main characters, uh, Ben, he's a male cow. And his son, uh, Otis, is just, you know, free of life. Uh, Ben, of course... He's older, he's experienced things, he knows, you know, signs of danger, he knows how to protect all of the farm animals from the coyotes, um, the uh, farmer is a vegan, so it's just, it's a real interesting, if you've never seen it before, the name of it is Barnyard, and so uh, Elliot and I actually, you know, we're we're due for a movie date to watch Barnyard or either what's our other favorite pastime movie? Norbit. Norbit. So um, that's just one of our things, and so I I've just you know I want to be very open and candid with Elliot as we have these conversations, and as you know we go into his senior year. At none other than who? Parkview. Park. Uh. Uh-uh, I need you to say that with some enthusiasm. Who? Parkview. Parkview. What? <clears throat> Magnet High School. That's right. Parkview Magnet High School, where Principal Mrs. Felicia Bell. Uh, she's dynamic. Awesome. Very happy to uh, have my baby there under her watch. So anyway, um, and I was not paid to do that. I just recognize um, beauty when I see it. So anyway, Elliot, what's the first thing you want to do 
once I drive off and say bye, we're like, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. We do all of that. What's the first thing you want to do? When, you, when, when it finally kicks in, my mom is gone. And I get to do what the fuck I want when the fuck I want. Like, you talking about that moment you drive off campus or just whenever that moment whenever kicks Whenever that in? moment kicks in. Now, here's the condition that you have to remind yourself. You're on a full ride. And when I say full ride, meaning that I don't have to pay for anything. That's the condition. You can do whatever you want to. But if you lose that golden opportunity... To walk away from undergraduate like your mother did without owing a damn dime in student loans, then you're on your own. I cut you off immediately. So what's the first thing, now that I put pressure on you, and I will continue to remind you that that is your condition for college. Your car, that would be taken. And anything that I did, your cell phone, everything would be taken away. Because nothing on a college campus is worth losing that golden opportunity. Okay? You look at it as if, now I'm about to bring my job into it. You going to college, that's the free world. Me taking everything from you and making you work and support yourself, that's prison. So, what would be the first thing you think you would want to do once that settles in your head? Uh, vibe? Vibe? What are you talking about? I don't know. Like, because this reminded me of something that... <clears throat> Of, I, I don't remember who told me, but I just remember I heard it somewhere. It was this thing about hot states and cold states. And then it was also this little thing from a Jay-Z song that I heard too. But it was basically saying that we know who we are like in this moment or whatever, but we don't really know for sure who we're capable of becoming. And so I just think about that with college. Like Once that finally sets in, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, only thing I can say that I'd want to do at least is vibe, because vibing implies so many things. Mm-hmm. Just remember what I said. You can vibe as much as you want. You smoke as much weed as you want. You do whatever. Just as long as. You don't lose your golden opportunity. Don't miss. Don't miss the opportunity of a lifetime. I can't hear you. Don't miss the opportunity of a lifetime within the lifetime of the opportunity. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to conclude uh, part one. I look forward to sharing part two with you. I can't even tell. I said with two with you. <laughs> I look forward to sharing part two with you.
Hey, you see how I did that? Bars. You a hater. <laughs> oh, my God. You a hater. That's why your lips look like you eat donuts. Oh, I mean them little powdered donuts. You talking, pal? My lips are I not white. Lips my lips are not white. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, you have anything to say before uh, we conclude? Mm. Oof. Ellie, come on. Do you have something to say? Me to me. <laughs> well, you better not say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, you know what? Because some, someone else's son may be listening to this, and this is what you do not need to do when you go to college. Me to me. Come on, E. Me to me. So, ho- hurry up. Oh, you talking about say the oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, shoot, is it late? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Take that rubber. <laughs> me to me. What? Heat. Heat. He's so silly. Anyway, it's basically this chant that uh, is said to uh, have unprotected sex. And that's absolutely no. Uh, College campuses are breeding grounds for sexually transmitted diseases. And on that note, we're going to conclude. And until next time.